Hi there, I'm Lisa Capala. Welcome to Where's Wilmington? You know, I think we can all agree living in New England, we have a plethora of beautiful places to see. And today we're going to talk about one of them that I'm not sure many of our Wilmington residents know about, but we're going to fix that. So I have next to me Steve Cotton. He is president of Foster's Pond Corporation, and we're going to be talking about Foster's Pond. Next to him is David Edelman. He is a board member of the Foster's Pond Corporation and also a hydrogeologist. Who knew? So Steve, tell us a little bit about Foster's Pond, where it's located, and why it's important for Wilmington residents to know about it. Well, Foster's Pond is located really on the border of Andover, Wilmington, and North Reading, just sort of tucked in the corner there. Um, and it is a wonderful resource, not only for the people who live on it, and there are a number of homes on the pond, but there are a lot of public access points to the pond, and it is just a historical, beautiful, quiet, naturally enjoyable place um, that the public, whatever town you live in, can come to and have a very nice time. All right, well I came recently to visit and that was a lot of fun. So let's take a look at some aerial footage. Adam's gonna put that on for us. We're gonna take a look at the pond and we'll show you folks at home a little bit about what it looks like. It's a pretty big place. It's 120 acres yeah. now. It started out 50 acres. Now the drone that took this footage is now flying basically in a southerly direction looking towards Wilmington and uh, looking towards North Reading with Wilmington kind of to the right. This is what we call the main pond, which is where the pond in its natural state originally was located. It was only 50 acres before a dam was built. Wow. Now we've sort of flown off a little bit towards the east and see some of the wetlands that were created as the dam uh, was built back in the 1850s. And now we're flying in a southerly direction down what we call the channel, which kind of is the thread of the stream that was dammed to create the larger pond. And now we've come to the end of the channel, and that's Rattlesnake Hill Road in Andover. And you can actually see at the lower part of that picture, now just going off to the right, the dam. We'll come to that a little bit later. And as you can see, it's a lovely spot to kayak. That gentleman, which happens to be me, is kayaking towards nice. the dam Wow! Uh, in, in, in the channel there. Okay, so that footage covers basically the whole pond. Yeah, it really covered about the right. entire area of the 120-acre pond. And the pond is broken down into areas, different areas. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, um, just for the, for the locals and because it is such an odd-shaped pond. In fact, our logo is the shape of the pond, and when you kind of look at it, it, it looks a little bit like a flying duck and with little bits and pieces of the duck so that we saw the main pond, which is where the original 50-acre pond was located. And that's the deepest part of the pond. Uh, and that pond is only about 12 to 15 feet deep. And David can tell us a little bit more about that because he did an incredible job of actually measuring the depth of the of, of, of Well, the let's pond. talk about that. Mr. Hydrogeologist. Well. So tell us a little bit about the pond and how you actually got involved with Foster's Pond Corporation. Well, I've lived there for 29 years now. Wow. And I started off buying a little cabin next to the pond because it was such an incredible, beautiful spot. Um, I was looking for a place to rent. I saw it and I bought it the next day. And I've been there ever since. Wow. And I was putting a new septic system in and I was really curious where the septic leachate was going to enter the pond. Right. So I was curious uh, how deep the pond was. And so we have some technology where I worked and we went out there and took 56,000 data points of the depth of the wow. top of the water to the, to the um, lake bottom. And we made a nice map which turned out to be 
a great asset for evaluating um, some some ways to keep the pond healthy, which Steve can talk about. Right, because I was going to ask you, gentlemen, how do you maintain, obviously it's somewhat self-maintaining because it's natural, but how do you really maintain a waterway that's that expansive, Steve? Well, one of the problems is that while Foster's Pond was natural when it was only 50 acres, when the dam was put in in the 1850s in a kind of misguided attempt at a commercial enterprise, um, uh, it, it expanded the pond from 50 acres to 120 acres. And that's wow. not the natural state of the pond. In fact, they didn't do that the way when the Quabbin Reservoir was created. They bulldozed everything down to, to gravel or bedrock and got all the sediments out. They didn't do that when they did Foster's Pond just before the Civil War. And so what kind of challenges does that well, pose? Well, it creates yeah. an awful lot of nutrients for things to grow that sometimes you don't want to grow. And if somebody, for example, dumped their goldfish in the pond rather than flush it down the toilet when they were moving, they probably put that little sprig that was in there for decoration, and guess what? 30 years later, that became the dominant plant in the pond. So we have invasive weeds in the pond, we have algae problems in the pond, all stemming from the original expansion of that, that 50 acres. So it's a wonderful natural resource, but it's not quite purely natural, and therefore it's a managed resource. Okay. And that's really why the Foster's Pond Corporation exists in the form it does today, to okay. try to keep it healthy and balanced and enjoyable, both for our feathered and furry friends and for the people who come to visit. Right, and David, can you tell me what you like most about the pond? You say you've lived there over 20 years, right? Oh. <clears throat> oh, I, I, most mornings I get up, I go on my dock, and I just sit there for a few minutes before work. It's just like Steve said, it's, it's just a really peaceful place. I feel very fortunate to have found it and, and live there. And the work we've done over the last 15 years or so, um, <clears throat> it, got, it got to the point where it was very weedy at times, and it was less enjoyable. It was less, it was less uh, useful for boaters and fishermen and things like that. And uh, you know, there's a lot of septic systems around the pond from old that have been repaired in, over right. the years. Um, but now the lake is in really good shape, and it's just such a peaceful place to be. Everyone who comes to visit, even though we're 20 miles from Boston, you know, wants wants to know if we're up in the middle of New Hampshire or something. It's just it a definitely great thing. is peaceful, and I can speak to that because I've been there. Let's look at Goldsmith Woodlands. That is with Joan Ellis. Which Joan, thank you so much. I hope she's watching tonight. Uh, for the footage that we're about to see because she did a great job with that and Tom Pizzero also who took the footage did great So we'll take a look at Joan Ellis and we'll talk a little bit more about Foster's Pond and this is about Goldsmith Woodlands So Adam, please roll that footage Good morning Good morning Wilmington residents and everyone who is interested in the outdoors My name is Joan Ellis and I live on Foster's Pond and here in the Goldsmith Woodlands it's hundred and seventy acres adjacent to Foster's Pond. Beautiful place to be. Lots of birds. I think you can hear one in the background now. And I come here often to sketch and listen and watch. It's a great day to be here today too. So if you'd like to come along, we'll find a place where we can view the pond and see what we can see. So thinking about the way this area looked 40 years ago or more, and how wild the area was and 
kind of uh, intimidating in some ways. So here at Scouts Hollow in the Goldsmith Woodlands, I've walked down to this beautiful spot here with the pond in the background, and I'm going to draw a feather that I found on the side of the trail. It looks like it's from an osprey. Um, so I'm going to draw that and talk a little bit about what else I saw on the, along the trail. Um, lots of blueberries. The low bush blueberries were ready for picking, as were the huckleberries. So if you decide to come to the Goldsmith Woodlands, you could bring a little cup and pick to your heart's content. So as an artist and naturalist, there's always something to see here. Sometimes it's expected, and sometimes it's unexpected. So you may find deer tracks, you may see a great blue heron, you may find berries or wildflowers. This area is rich with lady slippers in late May and early June. So being out here in the wilderness where what you hear is the wind and the birds, and what you smell is the pond lilies and any other wildflowers that are in bloom, it's a real gift. And I think you should take a walk in the Goldsmith Woodlands. That was a nice piece of work. Thank you very much for doing that. David was there with, no, David wasn't there, Steve was there, Tom was there, I was there, and Joan. So Joan, thank you for that. So Goldsmith Woodlands, and actually let's give folks an actual idea of where the pond is located. We didn't actually give the physical address. So if we wanted to go from Wilmington, how would we best get there? Well, Goldsmith is really the crown jewel of, um, of, of the Andover Village Improvement Society reservations and Foster's Pond is the crown jewel of, of, of Goldsmith. Goldsmith is um, approximately 170 acres and has the largest network of trails and the way you get to that is um, it's uh, on South Main Street Route 28 in Andover and there's ample parking there and it's just a lovely place to introduce your uh, Foster's Pond. It's, it's, it's level walking, as you found yes. out. It's, 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 it's maybe a third of a mile or so from the parking area to the shore of the pond, but there are some, some totally level trails, a, little, a couple of hills. You can go a little bit longer if you want to, um, or, 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 or stop at those picnic tables at Scouts Hollow and, uh, and, and open up your, your picnic lunch and enjoy the pond there. Right. That's not the only access to Foster's Pond for the public, however. There is another 50-acre reservation that, that our organization, the Foster's Pond Corporation, provides the parking for actually in Wilmington. It's off Andover Street in um, in Wilmington. The signage is a little, uh, you have to really go to our website, fosterspond.org, to, yes. see, to see the map. But there are a couple of parking spaces in that and a, and, and a short walk to the shore of the pond from actually Wilmington into Andover and another picnic table uh, by the shore there. 
And then also we'll get to the dam, which is the best aquatic access. That is, if you have a canoe, a kayak, or a bass boat with an electric motor, no gasoline-powered motors, please. Right. But um, you can uh, uh, stop your car, your trailer, in front of the, the dam, and we'll see that shortly, yep. uh, and walk a very short distance to launch into the pond and then have complete access to the entire 120 acres um, without, without uh, without a lot of effort. Nice. Do you swim in the pond, David? Uh, yes. Uh, some so areas, then it must be safe to swim in. Well, some areas are better than others. On the okay. bigger lake, uh, <coughs> the, the corporation has built a floating dock that we leave out. Um, and so if you, bring, if you do put your canoe in by the dam uh, or kayak, or we see canoes, we see kayaks, we see all kinds of boats. Um, you can go out there and hang out on the floating raft in the bigger lake in the open, bigger open area and just enjoy. Nice. It's fantastic. When we go to the website, Steve, what will we see there and how can folks get involved if they're interested? Well, if you, if you uh, uh, send an email to info at fosterspond.org, which is the easy connection on the website, that comes to me and we can, I'm happy to provide information. I get questions from the public all the time. Uh, both about what, uh, how people can help, how they can donate. donate donations are tax deductible. We're a nonprofit, tax deductible corporation, um, and uh, and how they can volunteer. Um, but also, we have um, a lot of information from history to um, uh, maps and directions to every publicly accessible um, area of the pond. So you can click on that. You can look for the uh, for the public access uh, button, and you get um, uh, a reservation by reservation description of of all the ways the public can access the nice. pond. Nice, and it was very clean and well maintained. So you guys yeah. are doing a great job. And Steve has done a great job as our president. Um, He's, he's just the spearhead of the whole operation, keeps the website going, runs all the meetings, does a great job. Good. Now, as a board member, what kinds of challenges are you facing as a corporation? Well, there's uh, one of the big challenges, the weed control. And we have some nuisance aquatic vegetation that uh, we periodically treat for. Um, Steve manages all the permitting. It's all done through the uh, Board of Health and the, and the state of Massachusetts. Um, and we have a program that's in place, and uh, it's working quite well. Have you done anything about the mosquito population? <laughs> Unbelievable, well, right? Welcome to nature. Yes, yes, it's one of the downsides, right? It is New England. Yes, this is true. Let's take a look at the dam footage. Is there anything you'd like to tell us before we look at that, Steve, to give us a little bit of history? Well, the, that dam, as I mentioned earlier, was put in place um, by some commercial interests back in the 1850s, and their idea was that downstream from Foster's Pond, there's some woolen mills in a village of Andover called Ballardvale, and the idea was that when the river that runs through Ballardvale, the Shawsheen River, was low, you could impound water in Foster's Pond and then release all of that water in, uh, uh, in, in the summer to keep the mills uh, powered. Well, they didn't really quite think that through because when the Shawsheen River is running low, Foster's Pond is also pretty low and there really was no water regardless of what they did. So they had this dam that they put in, but the dam created, as it turns out, a wonderful amenity that actually was featured on postcards in, the, in, the, in, in about 1905. There's a whole series of Foster's Pond postcards, and it's been maintained off and on as a dam, but for really recreational uh, purposes um, throughout the, the 20th century and, and, and now. 
but it had fallen into terrible disrepair and really had not been maintained. And things came to a head in about 2000, well, 2004, we had the first incident. And then in 2006, the Mother's Day flood, which wiped out a dam in Taunton and really alerted the state and us to the hazards that flooding could pose to a 150-year-old uh, earthen dam. And so what wow. you're going to see in that footage is the Mother's Day flood. And then, although it's very dry after that, we, that flood did a lot of damage to our, to our poor old iconic dam. And volunteer efforts built that up. And we converted at that point. We also kind of transformed the mission of the Foster's Pond Corporation to really reach out to a broader community, both in Andover right. and Wilmington. And you're going to see that it, we have turned that into an attractive oh, spot it's in its own right. It's so gorgeous, yeah. Um, were either of your homes affected by the Mother's Day flood, either of your properties? All of the properties on the pond are sufficiently high up that they weren't affected. But boy, did that. When you see the water coming over the, the dam in the Mother's Day flood, there are two culverts under Rattlesnake <coughs> Hill Road, 48-inch culverts. They could not accommodate the water coming over the dam. Wow. The water slopped over. Um, uh, Rattlesnake Hill Road, but it just went all the way down to Ballardvale. It did a lot of damage in wow. Ballardvale and then joined in th the, the, the Shawshine River, flooded its banks. It's certainly and it's miraculous to see. Yeah, and the, the, real, the real scary part is that you get that much water going on top and the pressure is exerted on the dam, the culverts can't take all the water, you get seepage through the dam and an earthen dam can fail. And that's why the state after that period went around and required people to do evaluations of their dams and submit reports. And All so right, well so. let's roll that footage, Adam, of the dam and maybe Steve can tell us a little more about that. So there you see a neighbor took that, that footage of the Mother's Day flood. Right. And that's, that's what it was doing. And when you see a, an earthen dam, and that, that's just basically a pile of rocks and, and, and earth, getting flooded overtopped like that, you, you, your heart is in, is, is in your throat. Right. Well, this, of course, the water is way down this summer when Tom shot this footage, but you can see that those, those granite uh, banks yep. uh, barricading each side of the spillway really did. And the boat launch and, area and, and the, the bench area. over there. And the boat launch area, uh, the bench, we really opened that up to be uh, for the public to you. Yeah, it's to quite use. It's a pocket park. A little tricky on the parking. You're allowed to park on the side of the road, right? Yes, and yes. also on the side streets, too. Right, so if yes. you go over there and try it out, don't freak out because I did a little bit with the parking. But I guess we'll build another parking lot another day over there, right? <laughs> That's another project. Yes. So um, how can folks get involved with Foster's Pond? Again, going to the website would be the well, best going to place? The going to the website is the most educational thing that one can do. And, All right. um, and uh, you can sign up. There's, uh, we'll improve it, but you just send, send it to info at fosterspond.org to sign me up. If you can provide a little information about yourself, that's that's great. But then you get on it uh, 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 on our email list to get periodic updates. Like if we are doing a weed treatment that closes the pond for the day, right. uh, we can we can tell you about that. Good but with also, if you're uh, interested in volunteering to, to to just help with some projects, I have a. Um, uh, a, a, a young man tomorrow who's going to join us uh, to help, help us put out some uh, barriers that we're going to put on top of some invasive weeds to see if some physical ways of smothering Those invasive them. Invasive weeds, there's yeah. such a problem. This seems like a labor of love for the two of you, Steve. It seems like it's almost your whole life 
it takes up a lot of your time. Well, I, I, I thought I was retired until I uh, uh, took on the, uh, ex accepted the, the nomination to be president of the Foster's Bond Corporation. And well, I'm now glad it you is, are. And, and, and now it does take up quite a few hours. Yes. And David, for you, why is it so important to you to be a board member for the corporation? <coughs> um, I, ju I just like to contribute. I was very concerned about the weeds for a long time. So I put a lot of time into that, um, trying to help come up with a solution and bring it to the forefront of the board and, and do something about it. Um, and uh, one thing I'd like to mention sure. is, hasn't been mentioned yet, the pun is a, another colorful history. Um, yes. It's named Foster's after a foster family that used to farm there. And two of the foster family members were actually accused of being witches in the witch trials. Oh. And um, there's a whole history there, which that is, is on the website. That's very interesting. Well, yeah. when we go to the website, we'll see that there. Anything final, David, that you'd like to add other than what you just said? That was it. All right. And Steve, for you? I really encourage people to go to the website because we, one of the things, and it's really, it, 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 it is a larger community. The, the watershed of Foster's Pond goes well into Wilmington. Right. I mean, there's a little finger of the pond that's actually in Wilmington, and there are some Wilmington residents who live on the shore of Foster's Pond. Um, but the watershed goes into Wilmington, so uh, development or just street runoff in Wilmington affects the health of the pond just like it does uh, from the Andover side. So we're really all part of a community and of an ecosystem, and it really is a jewel. It's just a delight to see. It's beautiful. Pan I didn't even know it was I mean, there. Yeah, it, <laughs> one, one of the I've most lived here my life. pleasurable oh. thing for me is to see a dad with their young daughter or son catching their first bass off the dam of, right. of the Foster's Pond. And a lot of those dads, it turns out, are not Andover dads or Wilmington dads. So it's an inter-community resource. Nice. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy lives man manning the pond <laughs> to be here and visit with me. And I want to thank you for watching today. And I'm reminding you that the next time someone asks you where's Wilmington, you tell them right here and right here on WCTV. We'll see you next time.